You are listening to a Big MX Radio podcast, brought to you by Fly Racing, presented by W Wheels, X-Brand Goggles, Tech One Designs, Shades of Grey Custom Helmet Painting, Transcanda Motorsports, Rhino Power Sports Supplements, Westside Honda, Roy Borton Suspension Systems, Watts Perfections, and Golden Tire. Motocross and Supercross news from around the globe. We're not experts, but we've got a microphone. Check us out on the web at www.bigmxradio.com. And now, here's your host, Brad Gebhardt. Welcome to the Big MX Show, brought to you by Fly Racing. I am your host, Brad Gebhardt. With me on the line, the 813 of Aaron Lappy. How's it going, Aaron? Good, good. How are you doing? Not too bad, man. Just uh, knocking out some podcasts. Uh, McDade and I were on the phone for an hour and six. Don't look to have you on quite as long, but we want to get the full story. How's it going, brother? Oh, I hear you. I hear you. It's going good. Uh, just down here in Georgia. And, uh, you know, just grinding out the days and uh, put my trust in Matt Walker to uh, get me ready for some uh, international supercrosses along with uh, some East Coast. Sick. You got the stalker in your corner as you get ready to uh, make your assault on the supercross on a world stage. And uh, I understand that uh, um, from from what a few friends of mine told me, I've had a pretty eventful uh, weekend uh, a couple weekends ago over in uh, Helsinki, Finland. Tell us a little bit about how you got connected, not only just go over there, but uh, how your weekend went, because I got to think you're probably still a little bit sore. Oh, you're telling me. All right. So basically, um, I am, I'm like half Finnish. So my dad is uh, from Finland, so that's pretty cool. And my mom's, you know, there we go. Uh, we got a little, we had a little, a uh, little bit of connection there. And then, so I got to Finland. I talked to uh, this guy, Yarko, um, contacted me and he's like, Hey, I was wondering if you want to do a super cross in the uh, top right Finland. And I was like, yeah, why not? You know, I might as well get some practice in for East coast. So, um, Flew over there uh, a few days in advance, had the worst jet lag of my life. And then um, I flew in like on a Tuesday, and the practice was Thursday afternoon. So practice went good, no crashes, nothing. I was like, oh, man, you know, my lap times were good. You know, everything was going perfect. And then Friday came along, and uh, just a little couple of tip overs of practice. And uh, main event one uh, went down to start with uh, 727. Uh, um, uh, Millard or whatever, Boris Millard. Okay. And, yeah. Uh, you know, came back to 10th, so I wasn't too disappointed. Second start, same exact thing, kid crashed in the corner, got stuck behind him, saw my bike, came back 10th again. So that, that was not the, uh, the result. Consistent. So, uh, you know, that was rough. And then Saturday came along, and, uh, I was pretty beat from the night before because over in Finland, they have 15 lap heat races and you have to do two heat races and then two mains. So it's a lot of riding you got to do over there. And Plus, um, you probably uh, stayed up late enjoying the uh, Helsinki uh, nightlife. No, actually I was good. Honestly, <laughs> I didn't even go out. I was, I was like a, a grade A guy over there. So, uh, there you go. um, so Saturday comes along and, uh, I'm I'm pretty confident now, you know. I'm I'm ready to go. Go out and practice second lap, do this triple that I didn't even do the day before, and case it, go over the bars, 
that was that was not the right way to start off my day. Not at all. No. And then uh, I, I heard you had a few pretty uh, pretty good dingers out there, and uh, but to your credit, got back up and um, kept the uh, the eight thirteen going. Yes, yes, definitely. And uh, yeah, no, I was just happy I didn't get hurt, hurt, hurt. I have a few, a few uh, bruises and a uh, few uh, road rashes, but we're good. We're good after Finland, luckily. So, uh, what was the preparation like, or like, did you did you have a, a good idea of what kind of soil you'd be on? Uh, how did you get it hooked up with the bike? Was it like foreign? Uh, obviously, like, were you on golden tires, or, or something a little bit more foreign, or like, like obviously, you just go over with your uh, suspension, or do you even, did you even have suspension with you? Yeah, um, see, I didn't know. I brought my suspension. Luckily, that I, I told the airport because you're not supposed to obviously ship suspension, so told the airport. No and this and that to let me uh, ship it across seas and uh, this uh, Yanni from uh, Suzuki of Finland actually hooked me up with basically a brand new 15 RMZ 450 with uh, the Bridgestone tires and all that um, so the bike was good you know it was bone stock and I just threw my suspension on and uh, the bike worked good uh, the soil was tough honestly it was it was slick in some spots and then there was some real deep rust in others so that was that was definitely the trickiest part it was nothing like um, nothing like what I was practicing on here in Georgia. You know, it's Georgia clay. It's red clay. Doesn't it rubs sure. up in the clay a little bit? But it's so tacky. You know, it's the, it's motocross it's, heaven. I get you. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Up here in Canada, it's minus twenty degrees. Ooh, that's rough, Ooh, man. That is, is rough. But uh, that's awesome. We're gonna have to start calling you the Finnish Flash if you're gonna if you you got a little bit of finish in you and uh, you're you're going over there and uh, moving and shaking with those guys. Oh, dude, I I would love that nickname. Honestly, I think that suits me pretty good. Don't mind it at all. The Finnish Flash eight thirteen in your program number one in your hearts. Aaron Lampy, where did that number come from? Eight thirteen. Uh, I used to be um, I used to be eight eleven actually, and uh, okay. my birthday. November eighth, and I used to race of course. District, District thirty four, and uh, eleven a uh, one eighteen was taken, so I was like, all right, eight eleven is good enough. And then um, when I got my pro card, I didn't want to get eight eleven because uh, Josh Litchell, and I wanted to, you know, I respect him respect and all that. that. Yeah, I didn't want to get that, so eight thirteen was the closest number, and uh, just went with it and just stuck with it, kind of. For sure, you're like you know what, not shying away from that uh, that ominous digit, the 13. A lot of guys stay away from that altogether, but you've embraced it. The 813 looks pretty sharp, especially with those sandbox graphics on your bike. Uh, which, when those guys started coming out, which basically uh, slung, slingshotted you into the limelight. You're all over the uh, the Instagram there, uh, obviously. Uh, Moto addicts uh, and uh, sandbox kings blowing you up out there. Yeah, yeah. Um... Mike from uh, Sandbox Kings, he's doing a really good job nowadays with the graphics, and he's uh, he's got the social media on point. I'd give him that. Definitely give him the credit. You know, he puts the work in on social media, and I think it helps him out business-wise and uh, just getting his riders out there, and he's really, uh, really helped me out with, uh, you know, graphic, making my bike look good at all times, and he designed all of them, so uh, I think my bike looks pretty sweet. I mean, what do you, what do you think? What do you think, Brad? Dude, your bikes are always on point. Like, obviously, the graphics, you get all of your sponsors in 
great spots. They're super visual. Uh, they, they do a great job of making sure that your stuff looks fresh. It's eye-catching. And um, yeah, what, what else can I say? It's, it, they do a really tight job. I like a clean look. Your bike definitely looks like a professional job. And uh, um, as far as uh, who's buying uh graphics it's the kids it's the kids that are are coming up through the ranks that want to have their bikes looking on point all the time they're on instagram uh they're not necessarily flipping through magazines you know what i mean so to have a really strong social media presence the way that um sandbox kings has had that uh that i think that's a really strong move on their part because i know as a kid i used to just drool over the graphic kits that were available and now I have two matching Kawasaki's that look like pro circuit or uh, uh, factory Cowie bikes from back in the day and um, you know what I mean that was like it's it's a really cool thing for kids to get into and uh, they spend the money uh, as soon as they've got it to get to make sure those bikes are on point so uh, you're a great poster boy for them and uh, gotta say the 813 is looking pretty good out there Oh, I know. Hey, did you did you ever look at my uh, Yamaha graphics? Did you get uh, a Gander Adam, the New York City theme? If, I'm not if entirely not- sure. I'll have to check it out here. You 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 did follow me just recently on uh, the the Instagram there. Uh, if for those who are looking for you, it's uh, Lampy eight uh, thirteen as at uh, for your Instagram. Same thing for Twitter, or is it different? Yes, sir. Same thing. Same thing. Uh, where am I going to find the, the, the city sand landscape right there? When maybe like about eight weeks ago, the post, unbelievable, great looking bike, great looking design. And uh, is, does this mean you'll be switching to blue? You know, honestly, I went to Finland and, and um, I got like I got a little offer over there to race the Finnish championships on Suzuki's. So as okay. I, in America, I'll be on Yamaha, um, at least in Which the lights. Is- that is the the bike of choice. I don't know if you paid too attention too close attention to the 250 class last year, but I saw a bunch of kids running around on 2013 Hondas because uh, for whatever reason, tons of 2013 Hondas out there. I have a feeling that you're going to see a ton of 2014 and 15 Yamahas out there on the East Coast this year. Am I correct? Yes, I, I do. I honestly, I just uh, got in touch with Justin Starling, and he's switching to Yamaha as well. Dude, that's my guy. I know, I know, dude. I, I just I just started talking to him a couple weeks ago, and then you were like, hey, would you like to do a podcast? And then uh, it, it just, I was like, man, this is a small world. And he was like, yeah, I know him. I know Brad. He helps me out a lot. I was like, yeah. Uh, I, he invited me to talk on his show. Uh, so we're trying to ride together, trying to do a little training together, some motos. He's a perfect That's uh, solid, man. He's you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna like getting to know uh, Justin Starling. He's uh, one of a kind and a stand-up guy. I think uh, good things to come for him. And uh, you working with him is definitely a great move. It's uh, uh, and switching to the Yamaha. I, I got to imagine uh, if you've put some time on those bikes so far, uh, the way those engines pick up and uh, super responsive. It's uh, the ultimate weapon if you're gonna do it from a privateer effort. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, the bottom end on them are ridiculous. They're so good and. I think the Yamahas, you know, took it to the next level. I mean, they went to fuel injection finally, and, you know, along with that, they, um, you know, the geometry of the bike's just good. I feel like I hopped on it and felt comfortable on that with stock suspension, and then uh, I had factory connection to my stuff for Supercross, and it's just unreal now. It bikes, it's it's amazing. And I, I'm running a bone stock bike, right, for practice, so it's, uh, it's good enough to, uh, you know, 
do whatever you need on Supercross, Supercross triples, whoops, you know, any of that good stuff. For sure. When are we going to see a uh, uh, aftermarket pipe on that thing? I got to imagine that's going to let that thing breathe just a little bit more and uh, get the couple extra ponies that you'd need to uh, grab those hole shots once the Supercross uh, series turns east. Yes, you'll see an FMS pipe on there soon, I promise. I uh, spent a little bit of a tight budget, you know? It's a profiteer effort here, so gotta, we got to make that stock pipe last a little bit, but I'll be, uh, I'll be calling, calling Jeff from uh, FMS soon, and he, uh, he'll get me a, a nice FMF on there, and I think they look unreal. The FMS at least look cool. They sound cool. They perform well. Absolutely, I couldn't agree more. Uh, personally, an F- uh, I'm a pro circuit guy only because I ride cowies, and I'm a two-stroke guy. So, uh, pro circuit seems to uh, kind of be be my uh, my pipe of choice. But they actually don't pay me or give me any free stuff. So, I'm open to any uh, type of. Uh, uh, pipe company that might throw some product my way uh you yourself uh have some great sponsors uh helping you out it's a privateer effort and uh at that point privateer or the sponsors they they really make things happen uh who really do you have to thank uh for getting to you to where you're at right now and uh at the very end of it name somebody that you'd really like to work with that you aren't so far okay well, um, I like to thank, you know, obviously my mom and dad, you know, they sacrificed so much for me throughout my entire career. And, you know, I just, right. uh, I just couldn't thank them enough. And, uh, actually my friend Pat just came down yesterday, down here to Georgia, drove all the way down 17 hours from New York or from Connecticut to come spend a few days down here and ride at the compound. So I like to thank Pat from Devil Dog Garage. He's helped me out with bikes and just, uh, he's unbelievable. He's coming to, uh, Jeremy with me to Denmark. Just, he's just unreal, the guy. And uh, I couldn't thank him enough. Along with him, uh, Steve from Retro Fitness. Um, Matt Walker from the compound just been uh, really helped me out. He works me hard every day. So, uh, you know, he's a, he's a great guy in my corner. Uh, Bruce from Alias, Jeff from FMF, uh, DT1 Filters, RKXL, uh, Pure Powder, uh, Milford's Riders Club. Jeff from PR2, uh, the motor division, uh, Evan Schooling, Henson, Sunstar, Worst Connection, uh, Mike from Sandbox Kings, King Cut, and finally uh, Chris, my uh, chiropractor, MoCare Chiropractic. He's probably one of the most important guys. Got to have uh, that. Yeah, he's, he's definitely helped me out with, uh, with a little bit of crashing I was doing in Finland, and I thought I had a dislocated shoulder coming back, but uh, he popped it back in for me. So we're riding again. Wild, wild. You uh that's one thing you have in common with Adam Cincerilli. You like to go overseas, pop your shoulders out. It's good times. Oh yeah, dude. It's it's always a good time popping your shoulder out. No, but honestly, I've never crashed as much as I did in Finland. Like, I don't know what was happening. I don't know if it was me, my bike, a little bit of both, you know. It was just it was not a good combo. Like I crashed like four times in one night. Four times. And like two of them were real hard too. Yeah, like, uh, I, uh, of course, uh, I don't only listen to uh, Make My Own Show, I also listen to the Pulp Mech Show, and last week they were talking about you on that show, and, uh, like, they couldn't just, they, 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 they couldn't get over how you did, you weeded yourself up pretty good a couple of times, and, like, every time they looked, there, there's the 18, 813 hitting the ground again, but uh, you'd be on the line for the very next uh, ride, so I guess the, the message there was uh, the kids got some fight for sure. Yeah, no, exactly. And, like, the the best moto I had was the last moto. I had, like, last gate pick. 
because I DNF the heat race and then I got I did I got like a third or something in the next heat and I still qualified somehow for the main. So I had a dead last gate pick and I whole shot from the last gate, had the adrenaline going, all my crashes, didn't I, I couldn't feel any pain. And then uh, Harry Kulos passed me and then I, I was behind him in second for eight laps and then I stalled it. Unfortunately oh. stalled it. Ended up like seventh, but you know, that Stole was the highlight that. of my weekend. Still. Aim at it. It happens. It happens. You know what? Uh, I'm not too sure if uh, how how much your uh, moto knowledge rolls back, but uh, there was a young man who entered the pro ranks in 1997. Ended up having some some uh, getting all of his crashing out uh, during that first Supercross season, and then he went on to be pretty good. He goes by the name of Ricky Carmichael. Ended up winning a ton of races in that 2000 or 1997 Supercross series, but. Uh, through basically uh, being nervous on the on the world stage for the very first time, had himself some crashes, got that out of his system, and he went on to be rather successful. So uh, maybe you're getting your crashes out in Helsinki. You're getting it done in uh, in Finland. So when you come back and race in the states. Uh, you'll be crash free. The the no more no more worried about nothing, and you can just do you. Honestly, that'd be that'd be more than perfect for me. I mean, I'm not a fan of crashing. That's the worst, that's basically the, you know the worst part about it. But uh, you know, as long as I feel like, as long as you know, I'm in God's hands and uh, He's looking after me. So I feel like uh, you know, whatever happens, happens for a reason. You know, so um, I, I put my trust in Him. I think uh, I think this is gonna be a good year, rookie season. And uh, I don't know. I just uh, I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm a little nervous, obviously, but. I'm uh, more excited than nervous, I'd say. For sure. Um, so I got to ask, um, coming, you're, you're down there working with Matt Walker, something that I didn't know about you, uh, but uh, there's a local kid, uh, goes by the name of Ryder McNabb, who also spent some time down there. Uh, have you seen the, that little ripper um, putting some time down there with, uh, with, with Walker? Are you asking this because he's another Canadian man? Come on. Come on, again. He's serious. He's from like an hour away from here. That's so cool. <laughs> Come on, dude. You got all the other kids down here. You got to be out the one Canadian. Of but, course. Uh, who, who else would I know that's down there uh, working with Matt? Ryder D. Francisco or whatever. He's down Well, well he of course, yeah. But no, Ryder McNabb, that kid, hands down, sickest 50 style out there. He rides like right. he's a, a freaking Supercross pro. Like, his style in the corners is unbelievable. And uh, his family's nice. Uh, his, his dad, Brad, super cool. And, yeah. uh, you know, actually they gave me all their food when they left for Minios. They gave me everything, so that was cool. And, uh, super yeah, cool. Ryder's a good kid. He works, he, like, if you want to see a 50 rider work hard, you got you to gotta watch after Ryder McNabb. You know, after he's done riding, he works on his bike and then goes to the gym. It's just, you know, one thing after another with him. He's, he's, he's a, true, uh, a true racer. Well, that's those uh, hardworking Canadians for you, my friend. Uh, we put in the work. Uh, none of us have really reached the, the pinnacle of motocross success, but uh, hopefully uh, he'll be a kid that comes out of this particular province who uh, makes a splash and uh, t- making a, a victory at uh, Minio's and uh, was, was, is, is great for our sport for sure. Um, mainly just ask because yeah we don't get to see the guy a whole lot uh, he comes up here uh, he, his dad owns a track uh, Minidosa Raceway um, beautiful track it's actually the, like we're dead flat man we're in the middle of the prairies and they have a track that uh, if you go into my Instagram that I Instagrammed a picture of their track yesterday draped over some hills gorgeous landscape and uh, he puts the boots to 
any kids uh, locally. He's uh, just about the fastest on the 65s and the 50s as well. Like he, well, he is the fastest. He he just like he's gone. Uh, I think he actually they made him start backwards, and I think he got at the whole shot. So um, it's it's wild. But let's let's get back to you a little bit. Uh, living down there in Georgia, uh, just living the life of a, a man, motocross superstar that you one day be. I got to imagine once the motos are done, the bikes put away, you're going to throw down some video games. Oh, you know it. I mean, we got Xbox 360. We're on a profiteer budget. We don't have Xbox One yet, but we no, do have, we, we do have, you know, MX versus ATV reflex. I prefer reflex. I don't even, the new one, honestly, I was not. Impressed. I hate that game. You can't what? stand that game. I, I I absolutely I, I can't stand the Supercross game. I bought it. I wish I got my money back. Uh, I I play more Reflex. Still play more Reflex. I've actually been playing a little bit of that MXGP. Solid game. Wow, you're doing it, dude. Serious, dude. It's uh, I I like that game. Uh, not as much customization to your rider and stuff because once you're on a team, you just gotta ride that that team stuff. But like that Supercross game, let's be honest, like you can buy it for the PS, or it's only available for Xbox 360, and they have gear from 2011 in it. I know. I, I was disappointed. I honestly thought they were gonna come out and it was gonna be like wow. Like Alive was even kind of disappointing. The only cool part of Alive was you could ride the Stewart compound. That was the only cool part. I thought. Yeah, that yeah, it, like you just put in laps there and just like throw ridiculous whips. But then of course the Supercross game, like uh, Alive was sweet, and then now the Supercross game, a there's no free riding, or I guess there is, but you just like ride laps on, uh, do practice laps or whatever. With there's some steel ramps in there, but the whips are no fun. Like that was half the that was half the thing. It was just like throw like disgusting upside down, step backwards, sideways whips. But you can't do that anymore. So. Like, is are they trying to sell us just to go ride our dirt bikes more? Is that what they're trying to say? You know, I think I think they might be saying go put the controller down and maybe go buy a Yamaha. Maybe go buy a Yamaha. You know, they're trying. Maybe the big businesses are paying them to make the game terrible, so kids are like, oh, maybe I should experience this instead of playing it through TV. You know, you never know. All right, guys. All right, guys. It's time for a commercial. It's time for a commercial. Let's start off with Tech One Designs. Tech One Design is the one-stop shop for everything custom when it comes to motocross or lifestyle in general. They've got apparel, t-shirts, both pit shirts and just casual shirts, graphics, over 24 semi-custom designs. Obviously, you can do a full custom kit yourself. Two special editions and 19 different backgrounds to choose from. Tech One Designs has been doing this for a number of years since 2010. Been doing unbelievable graphics, you name it. Phone wraps, helmet wraps, neck brace decal wraps, anything custom, they can make it happen. And uh, they've been doing so for quite some time. Um, hit them up on at, at techonedesigns.com or email Jamie at techonedesigns.com to get started today. If there's one item to be picky about, it's choosing the right helmet. I'm Andrew Short, and I choose the F2 Carbon from Fly Racing. You too can wear the exact same helmet I wear, Trey Kennard wears, Jimmy Albertson wears, and many others. The F2 Carbon 
is a helmet loaded with details that make a huge difference in comfort and safety. Lightweight materials, phenomenal airflow, and a super comfortable sweat absorbing liner and generous eye port design to accommodate any goggle choice are just a few. And did I mention how super trick these helmets look? Straight off the shelf and onto the racetrack. If you are looking for one amazing helmet, look no further than the F2 Carbon from Fly Racing. For more information about Fly Helmets and other products from Fly Racing, visit them on the web at flyracing.com. Make your way down to Westside Honda Polaris and check out the brand new Honda Grom. Honda's revolutionary 125cc fuel-injected mini-moto ultimate weapon. A must-see for all motocross enthusiasts. From the Grom to the usual suspects like the CBR600RR, CRF450R, Westside Honda Polaris of Suffolk, Manitoba has you covered. Check them out on the web at westsidehonda.ca. Call toll-free at one 482 7782 What's wrong, Jeff? I don't know, Jay. Well, you better fuel up with a nutritious breakfast with oats and bran. Oats and bran? I didn't think there was such a thing. That's what I used to think. Now, I start out every morning with a bowl of Amigos. For extreme kids like us. That's what I call fueling for the big ride. Hey kids, start out every morning with a fat bowl. So, what do you think of Rich Taylor? Lighter than hair and stronger than steel. So what that means is it can move much faster. 2014 X-Brand Goggles is back and better than ever. From the Scatter X, Volcano and Phantom Goggle, X-Brand has the product make you stand out on race day. The quality of X-Brand products is second to none. Great lenses, incredible frame, and a strap that doesn't wear out. Great tear-offs, zip-off systems, nose guard, and more. Check out eksbrand.com for all of the accessories and pricing. What's up guys? It's time to talk a little bit about Roy Borden Race. He's the performance specialist. Suspension, making a motor work, balancing a bike, or just maintenance. He's got the tools and know-how to make sure that your bike is ready on race day or practice. Roy Borden has strength in years of experience and the best technology and best tools at his disposal. Whether you're getting your forks redone, seals, or a full-blown full rebuild on your forks or, or shock. Call up Roy Borton today at 204-633-2722. You, you, you might want to consider becoming a, uh, a marketing specialist for uh, Yamaha. You're already doing pretty good uh, singing their praises on the commercials here. Um, what spawned the change to the Yamaha? Just like, uh, like are you getting Yamaha direct support? Uh, what, why, the, why the switch? I uh, I 
went to a Yamaha ride day uh, at English Town, where uh, you know Kawasaki Race Champions is. Uh, yeah, a few months ago, and it it was on a Monday, so everyone was at work, and obviously, you know, I, I'm a pro motocross rider. I don't have work on Monday, right? No, but what um, is your work on Monday? Exactly. So I went there to the track, and it was six people. And I probably rode this 250F they had for a test ride. I did like four 30-minute motos on it. The guy kicked me off the bike, but this bike was unbelievable. I had my Suzuki 250F there, and yeah, it's a little raggedy, don't get me wrong, but I was like, I couldn't believe how great the Yamaha 250F was. So they had me sold right there. The guy was telling me all these great things about it, and I was a sucker. I was I was gullible, and uh, when I got on the bike, and I it, he proved it to me. I was like, wow, dude, you were not lying to me. You you really sold me on this. For sure. What you really should have done is just like for that ride day, show up with your bike in the back of the truck. Cause like down in, obviously here in Canada, if you have different colored number plates, like our junior riders or B riders run with red plates. So like you'd be able to tell who, like what kind of, what kind of rider it is right from the very get go. But since obviously in the States, everyone can run pretty much whatever they want. Uh, as far as, unless you're going to mammoth or something, you should not even like, not even pull the bike off the back of the truck. Just go up to the guy and totally be like, yeah, dude, like, um, I, I just started riding like last week and, uh, I bought that bike and I like it so far, but I'd really like to try Yamaha. Like, is it any good? And like ask about what color the power band was and a bunch of stupid questions like that. And then just like throw down on that thing. No, you know, honestly, the first bike I rode was their YG125 wide yes. open. Like, it was the most fun bike. You could basically just ride it a gear down wide open. I felt like I was James Stewart in like, what was that, 1999 or 2001, whenever he was on 125, I felt like the man. Oh, two or four. But, yeah, I don't know. But he, uh, yeah, he didn't like that so much. He thought, because I mean, I'm like 175 pounds. I'm not like kids. So he uh, yeah. put a hurting on the old 125. But honestly, no joke. That, the 125 nowadays are way better than when I used to ride 125s. It, they're, they're, they're sick. For sure, yeah, like I, I'm a I'm a two stroke guy. I got my matching set of uh, two fifty and one twenty five two strokes, and uh, like the the, the one twenty five. The most hilarious thing about it is that like when I was a kid, like the power used to kind of scare me a little bit here and there. But now, like I like I would go off the biggest or the biggest jump around, like absolutely pinned, and I'd never even think twice about the thing looping out on me or anything like that. It's just. Uh, the power is almost like every time you, you hit the hit the throttle, you're almost like oh, it's it's cute that you think you have power right now, but you know what I mean. Yeah, no, I hear. You. Yeah, no, definitely. And you know, I'm a I I'm a 450 guy. I like riding 450s. I think my shafts yeah. uh, suit the two more, but my I like 450s is just like a lazy man's bike. You know, you click up second, third gear every once in a while, and you basically ride pretty much any outdoor local track in second, third gear. And I mean national track. I mean, yeah, you can be clicking fourth, but it's crazy. Those four fifties are just animals, and they handle so well nowadays too. Absolute. Um, as far as uh, like one of those things that just came out the other day was that uh, ridiculous jump. I'm not sure what track it was at. I'm not even entirely sure which who the rider was, but you know the post I'm thinking of. Yep. The biggest yep. jump that I've seen. Uh, basically, it's a quad. 250 feet uh have you ever been asked to do something like that would you ever consider jumping like something like that and um 
Like, what did you think the first time you saw that? Like, first time I thought it was like, it's not even real. There's like, that must be like, that's like a, I don't know. I, I didn't think it was real. And then, yeah. Yeah. Wow. That, that's how you go from like, I honestly, when I, I, I saw when it was first posted, get up like 800 followers. I think he's at like 21,000 now. I, I think he deserves <laughs> more than that, honestly. That was insane. Like, I, the view I saw from, I thought it was fake because it was like from the, like, let's say the front side of the jump. And then I saw more yeah. videos and I was like, this kid's insane. And I didn't even know who it was. It's his name's like Rookie White. I've never even heard of the name ever. And I was, I saw him and I was like, wow, this kid, you know, he's got some kahunas. For sure. Well, like he's, he's going to end, like, I don't know if he'll, he'll parlay that into some sort of a career of doing massive jumps or, or maybe he gets some sponsors out of it. Like he'll get maybe a gear deal or something, but like the guy just comes into that jump and just like, he sends it and it's super in control and he backsides that jump like a fucking boss. So like, I don't even like, it's just like, it's a mic drop. I feel like he should almost not even post anything ever again. And just like that, that's my thing. No, honestly, I think that'd be the best thing for his career. <laughs> never, never to do anything again. Just keep posting different videos from that, and add some yeah. different music into it. You know, like maybe like a techno day or rap day. You know, I don't know. Yeah, maybe get around. But honestly, I give that kid props. You know what I mean? Like for sure, just to sack up and hit it. That's uh, takes some balls. Yeah, and. How would yeah. you even like judge a friend of mine asked me like how you would even gauge your speed or where you'd want to be landing because mm-hmm. I understand that it was like two jumps that he basically made into one like any yeah. suggestions on how he would have linked that together <laughs> Well he really see I don't get how he didn't uh get endoed out of it because he wheelied into the face he must have had some Yeah he just slams the face Oh he must have had some serious suspension or I don't even know how he made it I don't know how he didn't front flip it, honestly. He was going so fast, yeah. he wheelied right before the face and smashed the belly of the face and then somehow lands it perfect and then hits a double after it like it's no problem. It's, I don't know. That's so crazy to me. I don't even know who, why, how you could think of that. For sure. Like, if this is mad skills, he'd definitely front flip. Oh, definitely. That that would be no doubt. How uh, Roughly how much time during the week do you spend playing mad skills? Honestly, you know what? Like I was a mad skills maniac about a year ago. And then I, I let it like, I probably chilled out for like four or five months, tried getting back mm-hmm. playing and I stunk. Yeah. Like, I was terrible. And once you're bad at mad skills, you don't even want to play anymore. Like when I was no. good, like, you know, it was a daily grind. But after that, I was over it. Mad skills over it. I'm, I'm a reflex guy. Reflex and so all right. So um, obviously your dude on the game is is is, is running the like, alias gear. He's pretty like everything's all put together. Is he riding a Yamaha or a two, uh, Suzuki so far? Have you Ooh. made the switch in the video game? Oh my video game. You know what? I think I. You know. Oh, actually, this is him. I, I'm staying in my buddy's Blake Ovitz camper, so I don't even have yeah. my. You know, that's why I don't think I'm playing that good. I don't have the okay. airline on the Yamaha, but. I do have Ryan Villapoto on the number one, so that that's pretty good. Fair enough. It's all about getting that bike dialed in, and then just yeah, like throwing down on both the the Supercross. Like uh, I don't know, Fort Dodge Two is kind of my thing. Like you got to throw down 
that track is 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 right in my wheelhouse. I'm not sure anyone locally can can touch me on that track. Dude, Kingston round two. I mean, come on, that's that's my gig. Fair enough, Kingston round two. Gonna have to throw the the reflex in there and uh, and see what kind of lap times I can come up with. I'll text you back. But uh, as far as some goals for 2015, want to make this not more not as much about uh, the video games as it is about you getting ready for your very first professional series in motocross you're going to race in the east right alongside justin starling uh what do you have to do to at least drop two or one of those numbers off of your bike for next year and uh maybe end up being number 81 maybe number 83 who knows yeah um my game plan is honestly you know i'm putting my faith into uh matt walker he's uh he's carried me through this summer and uh i had some struggles you know mid-summer just with my injuries and stuff like that but now i'm healthy and i'm uh, i'm feeling really well or really good honestly and i really don't see um you know see why to change my program too much uh right now uh, i'm really just riding the corner tracks itself because uh i hurt my shoulder back in finland but i'm just uh, getting back riding again and training and he's uh redoing the supercross track as a speed so the track should be you know pretty pretty amazing when uh, when i get back on it next week so i'm uh, excited to get back on the yamaha and um we had this guy bubby who's a uh, mma trainer he comes in tuesday thursday that uh you know kicks our butt and then monday wednesday friday we're on a, a running or cycling program depending on the weather because it's been quite cold in georgia so you know the program here is pretty pretty solid and uh the kids around me are, are good um they're all motivated and trying to do the same thing you know i'm doing so whether they're b or a or, or c or 80s you know everyone's trying to have the same goals to uh get better each and every day so along with that um i think i need to uh just find some supercross kids to ride with and i think uh, that'll bring me to the next level and see you know see where my speed's at that's that's the key right now and i think that's what's good about going to the international supercrosses um if I go to Germany and then, uh, you know, the Denmark, that's uh, February 24th and uh, Denmark's January 30th. So, or no, it's uh, Germany, January 24th. Yeah. And Denmark's January 30th. So that's going to be a good, uh, a good spot to know where I'm at. Cause it's going to give me some time to uh, keep training. And I think after that, hopefully my confidence is high and come into uh, Arlington, Texas with, uh, with some steam. For sure, get the confidence up. Uh, just so you know, when you're in Germany, you will be riding on Play-Doh. That's not dirt; it's brown Play-Doh, and uh, that uh, you're gonna happen to get a whole different bike setup to deal with stuff like that. That's uh, of course my mother country, and uh, it's uh, it's some different riding for sure. Uh, if you can, definitely canvas that uh, Starling friend of yours because uh, he he knows all too well about uh, riding on Play-Doh. It's uh, it's it's real different. Um, Next thing I wanted to talk about was uh, your gear, the alias stuff. Unbelievable! Looks great. Do you have? Is that your sponsor for 2015? You'll be running that all all year. Yeah, yeah. Um, Bruce from Alias, uh, Bruce Morata. I mean, I don't know who doesn't know him, but he's a, he's a great guy, and I've been with him now. I think this is my third year, and uh, this guy Billy Goski, when they were not first starting off, but they, they were pretty new, and, and the only people who were running was uh, the Geico team, and. Uh, I was one of the first people to contact Bruce, and I was, you know, gave my resume and whatnot, and, you know, he's been helping me out ever since, and he just, you know, he, they come out with insane gear every every year. You know, their gear is by far the 
nicest looking, and I think the most durable gear out there. Um, it's it's I like that super light too. You know, there's some gear that's you know thick and you know for supercross not bad. For outdoors though, you know you need some light gear. Yeah, you want stuff, some stuff that can breathe, as well as you need some decent head protection. And uh, you went ahead and got a sponsor from another pretty new company that's pretty much changing the world as far as uh, motocross helmets go. Tell us a little bit about that 6D helmet that you uh, wrap around your head to uh, to assault the dirt with. Oh, 6D, yes, uh, 6D has been helping me out as well. And uh, I wouldn't, I would never change a helmet brand. Um, that thing's helped me so much, and. Uh, I mean, everyone hits their head. It's part of the sport. Thanks, like football, you know, you're going to hit your head. And why not spend whatever it is, $700 on a helmet, when you spend $700 on a set of rims, you know? I don't, like, people complain about the price, but it's your brain, you know? You only got one of those. So I don't get I don't get that point. But I by far the most comfortable helmet, and uh, I think those guys are just geniuses for coming up with that. And I'm actually getting a custom painted one by Razor Image, um, for uh, Denmark, so it's gonna be a New York City theme. It's gonna be pretty, pretty badass, I'd say. Is that uh, is that your native land? New York is uh, is where where you uh, lay claim to your home. Yes, yeah, I'll be uh, flying back to New York in the next week, so I'm pretty excited. Come home for Christmas, maybe catch a Rangers game. Uh, you know, I'm not a big hockey fan. I know you're from Canada, and you're yes, you are disappointed. No, I mean. If I did have a hockey team, I, I'd go with New Jersey Devils. Probably the Devils, New yeah. Jersey Devils. He'd be a Devils fan. His favorite uh, his favorite Devil over the years, of course, would be Peter Klima. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Great, great player right there. Uh, uh, came into the league uh, back in uh, 80, 84 with uh, the Oilers, of course, you know, and then spent a short stint with uh, with uh, the, the, the Devils there. Um can you skate? You're from the you're from the New York. Tell me you can skate. Yeah, dude, I skate all the time. I skate in Central Park in the city. I skate yes. on some random ice uh, ponds. You know, just <laughs> broom them off, and I'll skate it. You know, for sure. Yeah, kids got skills on the blades and a dirt bike. Uh, basically. Um, the Finnish Flash knows what's up, and uh, he also knows how to do some sick scrubby tails um, all over the motocross track. Tell us a little bit about how you developed uh, your sick skills with the scrubby tails. Oh, well, honestly, um, I felt like I was better at whipping and scrubbing um, probably five years ago, four, like five, four or five years ago, because I didn't know what could happen if it does go wrong, and <laughs> I... I, I was riding at Georgia practice facility and my buddies were all watching at the starting line. There's this roller into a double, a pretty steep double. And I was getting, I thought I was getting nasty over it. And then you come in, you know, wide open and I came into the face at the belly of the face. I decided to throw it down the peg hooked on the lip, panic rev, panic rev. And I rode it down, but in a Superman on the side of the bike and crashed obviously. So after that, and I had a uh, uh, Loretta qualifier the next weekend. My dad was flying down, so it was just a bad scenario. I still raced it and still did well, but you know, after that, I, I laid off on the scrubs. But um, I mean, scrubbing's fun. I, I like I like whipping over bigger jumps. I feel like it's more safe. Like there's a quad here that's like 140 feet. I feel safer whipping off that all day long than scrubbing a 30 foot tabletop. 
Fair enough. So, how how do you guys uh, develop the uh, the 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 whips? Like, like obviously, you guys put a lot of time on the bike. Is does it just get to the point where it's like like a when you do get faster, you start to throw the bike around a little bit better? But eventually, like, do you guys just do some play riding where you're 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 kind of pushing each other to see who can uh, uh, kind of make it happen out there? Yes. Yeah. That if a camera comes out, you always have to go big. So that's you know and then uh just i yeah comfortability on the bike for sure and i think it all starts to come natural if you know you push your comfort zone and uh that's that's basically what you have to do with every anything racing or you know throwing whips whatever it is you have to push your comfort zone and uh get your comfort zone so you're almost feeling comfortable uncomfortable you know that's kind of like a, a saying i guess get to be comfortable feeling uncomfortable you know uh just trying to go probably a little faster than you should but you have to ride that edge those are some deep thoughts from the finish flash uh just wrap this interview up with uh the x brand goggles five questions are you ready for them let's go perfect best bike you've ever raced period uh best bike you've ever had underneath you best bike i raced period yamaha 250f just got it best bike I've, just got it uh, best bike i've had under me Probably my super mini Suzuki 112. Yeah, PR2 built it. Fox shocks thing was thing was the deal, the real deal. No kidding. Probably all kinds of power in a little frame like that, and the thing just ripped, eh? Yeah, and it just looked killer too. You know, like what? Ask me this question three months from now, it'll probably be my Yamaha, just because that's going to be to be looking amazing and it's going to have some cool parts on it. So, you know, right as of right now, though, my super mini's got. It got the w for sure uh is it safe to say that you're going to be uh hooking up with uh pure powder to uh to have that bike looking a little bit different to come gate drops in uh in texas oh shoot you've heard of them oh boy yeah you know it it's oh, good I, be- I, I'm, I'm aware oh boy that's good I, I you know i wish you didn't share the secret on this i mean yes it's gonna it's gonna be looking pretty flashy just i'm just letting you know finish flash I gotta have the bike flashy, you know. I feel like that needs to either be a butt patch or somewhere on your helmet um, that you're getting painted. Okay, okay. I think I, I I'll do happen. that. Yeah, no, it's happening. I'm, think, I'm thinking butt patch is probably the way to go. Uh, second question on the list: favorite racer growing up? I gotta figure you you go for like a New York boy like uh, Barry Carson. Um, Barry Carson, John Dowd, um. Doug Henry, those are all good dudes. They're all, you know, pretty local to me. Nicoletti, he was a good dude. Yeah. Yeah, I trained with him, and he's kind of a Debbie Downer, but he's a good dude still. He is a bit of a Debbie Downer, isn't he? But uh, that's a, that's all right. He's got a lot to be sad about riding factory Yamahas and all, you know. <laughs> right. Yeah, woe is me. Um most, uh, if if someone was going on a road trip with Aaron Lampy and we're swapping back and forth on the uh, the iTunes, uh, you throw your iPod on, and uh, the first song that comes on is uh, is an embarrassing song for you. What's the most embarrassing song that could possibly come on while your iPod's on shuffle? While my iPod's on shuffle, all right, I'm gonna probably I'll probably tell you. Uh, Okay, I, I, I'm in the A's of my song. It's probably All American Girl by Carrie Underwood. <laughs> well, I, I'm going to throw that song at the very end of your podcast for you. 
signature dish you got a girl coming over uh you're you're back at your house you got a chick coming over what are you making for her you know you can't be too messy because no one likes a messy eater so you gotta you gotta no. i do some you know grilled chicken you know some sauteed onions and mushrooms and then yeah. some, some ben's rice just because it's nice and easy or you know yep. or do the real deal rice but i'm not into that and then uh, some asparagus and i think that's pretty money yeah i think you've wrapped it up pretty good you got a, you got a starch a protein and a green uh like you said nice clean meal that uh doesn't take too much to eat and let's be honest you can't tell the difference between regular ice and uncle ben's happens uh you can you can put it down in a minute and you're good to go dude you got a dial solid brother solid um last question the last question that i'm gonna have you do before i have you run down those uh those uh, sponsors last time is uh if you were to win either a heat race a main event or anything whether it be a finnish supercross german supercross or even a AMA Supercross 250 or 450. What kind of sick trick are you throwing when you come across the finish line? I think, think I'm gonna have to go with. I think I have to go with a nothing. You know, when you just do like a a jumping yeah. air. I'm thinking just a nothing because I wouldn't care if I landed on the bike or not at that point. I'd rather exactly. you know, up the finish line, get hurt, and then I I, I go out on a win. You know. Mic drop. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just a right on, drop. man. Well, throw me down those uh, those sponsors one more time, and then we'll get to your uh, Carrie Underwood song. All right, sweet. Well, I like to thank uh, my mom and dad. Uh, God keep me safe. Retro Fitness, Devil Dog Garage, Moto X Compound, Alias, FMF, <laughs> Filters, RKXL, Pure Powder. Uh, Milford Riders Club, PR2, Evans Cooling, Henson, Sunstar, Works Connection, Sandbox Kings, King Cut, and uh, Moto Care Chiropractic. And I'd like to thank you Aaron for having the show because, uh, you know, this is awesome. I appreciate it. So, solid, brother. Glad to be uh, your first interview. There'll be many more to come. Uh, we'll check in with you again uh, before the gate drops in Texas. And, uh, yeah, all the best. We wish you the best, man. And, uh Take it easy. All right. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks, Brad. Thank you for listening to the Big MX Podcast, brought to you by X-Brand Goggles. Be sure to check out our archive for episodes you may have missed. Check out our website at BigMXRadio.com for more content.